0: Welcome to the Cruising and Campfires podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, a non-outdoorsy but wildly camping-obsessed mom. I created this podcast as a way to connect with other camping-loving families just like ours who might not always feel the most equipped for that hardcore adventuring you often see. It's here that I share my personal experiences, my personal lessons learned, and also interview other travelers who have exciting stories to tell. Let's dive in. This podcast is sponsored by the Cruising and Campfires Adventure Box. Each month, I'm releasing a new box of activities to keep kids entertained outside. So whether you're stuck at home while distance learning and just want something really simple to give to your kids when they feel bored inside all day, or if you want something really, really easy to pack up for your next RV adventure, this box is for you. I created it to help save you those hours of scouring Pinterest for ideas and really simplify your camping life. There's not something that you're gonna just get that's gonna be filled with more stuff because nobody needs more stuff these days. This is all, these are all items and activities that the entire family can enjoy that can be reused and can really teach your kids something fun. So head over to cruisingandcampfires.com to check it out. There's no subscription required. It's really just a fun adventure in a box that's available for your entire family with new themes each month. On today's show, I have Kristen Schmoke. Kristen is a wife, a mother of four, a master teacher, and a certified health, life, and mindfulness and parent coach. Wow, so good. She's she's amazing. You're going to absolutely love her. And she has a super strong passion for helping others live their best life by creating those positive connections in their home. But it's not even just their home. Her and her family, she's got four kids, took a 40-day RV trip over the summer, and she's going to talk through... Her entire experience, she's gonna talk through what they've learned, how they've approached different situations, So many great things happen in this conversation, including at the end where she shares some really solid parenting tips for when things get a little bit tense at the campsite or wherever you are. So I know you're going to get a ton out of this. Make sure to listen to the end so you can have those those special lines that she's shared to help us work through these conversations with our kids and have truly a magical experience, fun adventures, and really deepen our relationship with our kids. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. I am really, really excited to hear your story. I, um, I know you have a lot to share, so let's get right into it. Tell us why you're here to talk about your trip, your 40-day trip over the summer. I'm so thrilled to hear more.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Kristen Schmoke. I'm a parent coach and I happen to be a, a parent of four children and you know, when this pandemic hit last, um, last spring, we're all inside and, you know, we have four children ages, 17 to nine. And we, my husband and I just looked at we're like, wow. So this isn't going away. It looks like our summer schedule is cleared for the first time ever. Um, you know, there's no football practice. There's no summer school, there's no summer jobs. Like all these things are not happening that we're used to having. And we've been talking about going on a, a road trip for 10 years and all of a sudden, Now my oldest is gonna be a junior in high school. We still haven't done this. So um, my husband turned to me and he said, I think we need to do this. And of course, at that time, right? Everything was so unknown and it felt really big. It felt really hard uh, to make that decision and scary. And I was like, gosh, is this safe? Is this the best thing for our family? And in the end, I can say that it was the absolute best thing we could have ever done. And everybody at the end of the 40 days and even talking back to you in a review at the end of the year said that by far that was the best family trip one we've ever been on and two that was the highlight of 2020 for us.
0: Oh my gosh. so where did you guys go? Yeah so we live out in California
1: so we rented a 35foot RV and uh, the reason we got a 35foot RV is because we needed something where all of us could sleep and because kids get bigger <laughs> they, they take up more space. <laughs> And we wanted to make sure that we had a refrigerator and a bathroom so that if we didn't, so if we got into some situations in some states that weren't open, we still had the opportunity to cook for ourselves and still use a bathroom. Because We weren't really sure if we were gonna be sleeping in Walmart parking lots, or um, if we were gonna make it to camp, <clears throat> campgrounds because we didn't pre-book any campsites ahead of time. We literally just left. So wow. we left and made it to um, uh, Bryce Canyon the first day and actually i was really nervous because we got there to find out that all the campgrounds were closed there and we were able to find one uh it was a koa and we were able to find an opening with it um and so we actually weren't able to get a whole lot done there we weren't able to go into the canyons because the Roads are really narrow and we have a 35 foot RV and the parking lots are really small. So they recommend you not bring in an RV that big. And so we couldn't get in there because shuttles weren't running and we didn't tow a car. So we ended up just driving around and driving past it and moving on into Utah. Um, and yeah, so we just, we just kind of hit the road. We were like, okay, here, here are the, the main places we wanna go. I wanted to go to Bryce Canyon. I wanted to go to Yellowstone. I wanted to go to Mount Rushmore. I wanted to go to the Badlands. And then really anything after that, we just kind of like got on our phones we're like, all right, we're heading out today. This is the road we're on. What, what are we going to see along the way? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> Which How made good. it really awesome and flexible. Um, I'm sure there were places that we could have gone to that are really fabulous and wonderful. But the reality is a lot of like the museums and such were closed, but they're indoors. We really had to stick to things that were outside.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. That would be really difficult with the pandemic. And I can imagine, I know 2020 was really a year where it's really hard to get a camping spot and 2021 is looking like the same where it's really difficult. You have to book out really far in advance. So did you ever experience that where you rolled up and there was nothing available? There
1: were, um, like I said, I think really only in, um, in, Bryce Canyon area, that was the only place that we really struggled to find a place. There were, um, but we were, cause we left in early June. So we really didn't have any problems with finding campsites. We did talk to um, a lot of places as we were getting closer to our destination, which was Michigan, which is where our family's from. And they said, oh yeah, we're solid booked for July and August. They're like, you're just getting through in the right time. So nobody was really traveling in June. Everybody had decided to travel in July and August.
0: Um, but then when
1: we made our trip back we went through the south and again we we didn't have any troubles um finding campsites we literally just would call we were about an hour or two out and um I would start calling campsites around and just find out um what they had available what their price was what their hookups were and then we would make a decision based on that and and whether or not we thought we could make it there that night
0: oh wow yeah that's that sounds really fun and it sounds like um, uh, in doing so you're kind of shaking up everybody's routine and expectations. Cause there's nothing. I know when we go camping and I have a three and a four-year-old and I, I want to know how old your kids are too. But when we go camping, I'm like, here's a YouTube video of the campground. Here is a map. Here's what we're going to go to see. And here's what we can do. And the, like, I really try and set those expectations, but it sounds like you did the polar opposite, which is awesome. How did that work out for you? And how old are your kids again? I want to know. Yeah, so I have
1: a 17, I, they, they've all had their birthday since we, since we went on the trip, but at the time of the trip, they were 16, 14, 10, and 8. And um, yeah, we, we basically told them, they're like, where are we going today? We're like, well, we're headed this direction. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going to stay tonight? Well, we really don't know. And I think that was a really good um, opportunity to kind of teach them to have a little bit of faith and um, a little bit of unknown expectations. And just knowing that in general expectations are, we do expect you to be kind people. We expect you to to be caring. We expect you to wear a mask wherever we go. Um, And we expect you to stay close with us. And I mean, I think you just kind of take it right back to basic expectations around that. And just know that, hey, we're doing this to have fun so look at everything as an opportunity for fun so look for fun wherever we are no matter what's open because a lot of places we got to and the, they're like yeah we have a pool and we get there they're like well our, our pool's closed we're like well you said you had a pool <laughs> they're like, well, we do have a pool it's just not open we're like oh man so um So, you know, it was just some of those, those expectations that we couldn't set up. You know, we couldn't tell them we're going to a campground with a pool. We learned that really quick because the first time we said it and then the pool wasn't available, they were all super bummed. So, but, you know, we took the scooters and, you know, we went on lots of walks around these campgrounds and and we saw some really cool places. We stayed in the middle of a corridor. Field in Wisconsin, and it was, oh it
0: was,
1: wow! So much of it was was awesome in so many ways. Without without having that like, we're going to the campground to be entertained. We had to find our own entertainment, and that oh, was so um, it. Was kind of a nice little flip.
0: Yeah, I think that, and obviously, you know more about this than I do because you're a parenting coach. But I think that when we do flip that script in our minds, even for us as adults, like I know that I'm a, I'm kind of an over planner. And I like to make sure like, I will write out my meal plans and exactly what we're going to have for snack. Like I will write out activity ideas. And I'm just, sometimes I find myself like, I need to take a step back so I can set that example for our kids of like, Hey, if that doesn't work, let's try something else. If the pool is closed, let's do something else. Instead, we can go to maybe a park or we can maybe try canoeing or, you know, whatever's in the area. And just having that, like, cool, that didn't work out. We're going to go to plan B mentality. I think that it, immediately sheds a lot of weight and, um, almost heaviness from a trip. And it makes it like you said with that you can travel with that intention of just having fun and adventure and Hey, that didn't work. We're going to try something else. And what a great life lesson that is even when you're not camping. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's what makes me think like, you know, life isn't always scripted, obviously 20, if nothing else, 2020 taught us that you can't plan everything to go exactly as as you want it to and I think having that um that flexibility within there also actually creates a little bit of resilience in your children and recognizing that like hey life doesn't always go as planned and yeah we planned to go here but you know some things didn't work out and and it's okay so here's plan b we're going to go do this instead and um I think that just really it 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 really helped to um our kids kind of rallied around each other and we all kind of rallied around each other and there were very few times where we were all like mad or angry we were all just really happy mostly to be happy out happy to be out of the house right (laughs) yes i think that also kind of like uh was self-created by 2020 because we had been in lockdown from march straight and we were just all so thrilled to be out of the house and to be seeing something different. And even though we weren't necessarily seeing other people, we didn't meet people along the way, but you know, people did keep their distance within um, uh, their own comfortability levels and ours as well. But I think absolutely that when you can switch your routines and you can switch your places and you can have a little bit of unscripted life that's where the beauty is, right? That's where that's where all that all that that goodness comes from because you get to have those spontaneous connections with your kids. you get to have those um, spontaneous adventures and um, I don't know it, it just it, it creates long-term resilience for children.
0: Oh, I love that. It's so true. And I think that when we if there's anything that 2020 showed us, it's that that pattern that I think that we've fallen into, as a society of go, go, go that hustle, that hustle culture. Um, also the patterns of, I have to have my kid and 10 different things. Otherwise they're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. is just so Mm -hmm. not true. And, and I love that we're, we were able to, I mean, it's 2020 was a rough year, of course, but there are blessings in it and silver linings. And one of those is definitely the fact that we're able to take a step back and be like, wait a second, we don't need all that to be happy. We don't need all that to become better humans and to You know, like you said earlier, the expectations to treat people with kindness, that's the same whether you're enrolled in a million different activities and burning yourself out by just go, 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 or you're taking a step back and you're seeing the country and you're sleeping in a cornfield. That's so awesome. I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's really important to recognize the fact that, you know, we don't have to be involved in all the things. We don't have to be excellent students to still be good humans. Right, I think um, I think our society has kind of got lost a little bit in needing our kids to be in music and to be in sports and to be in art and to be well-rounded people, so that they get uh, so they look good on a resume and so that they look good in a college application. And I think we really miss the actual. Person, right? We actually got to really know our kids on this trip because it was just us. And we really got to know like the things that they liked and have really good conversations. You know, we rotated who got to sit in the front seat with dad and be the co-pilot um, while I would sit in the back at the table playing cards with somebody else. Or, you know, my oldest son was not willing to go unless we negotiated uh some video games so my husband did negotiate with him and allowed him to bring his xbox so he he came willingly but like the the negotiation was okay we will bring this xbox and you're allowed to play it while we're driving at times but you won't get to, to play it all the time but you'll get to play it um but then when we tell you you have to come out you have to participate willingly with as little um Disgruntled behavior as possible, right? A <laughs> yeah. yeah, the 16 year old can muster. And it was, it was just really great because then we had to go back. I got to play a video game with my son. Would I have done oh, that awesome. in our home? No, because I would have been busying myself with laundry or cleaning something, or, you know, I was teaching at the time. So, like, there, there's other things to distract us. But when you take those things away, you really, um, find a way to create these, these new opportunities and really life memories with, with your kid. And you're like, Hey, do you remember we played this new game on the trip? Do you remember that game? That was anyway, it was so much fun. Or, you know, like there was a, there was a VCR, uh, no, a DVD, <laughs> I say VCR, but <laughs> it was DVD um, in the RV. So there was all these old movies in there. And so we pulled them out and we launched some old movies together and, you know, and then you have like funny conversations over things that, you know, the youngest child says, because he doesn't understand. And You know, it's, it's, we still laugh about some of those things today. So it's really, it was really a great opportunity and one that I would recommend and have been recommending to everyone that I talk to. You really can't get that time back with your kids um, because after they graduate high school, they're gone on to doing their own things. So take the t- time to pause your life and go on a trip. And it doesn't have to be 40 days. It can be, it can be 10, Um, but I really felt that like the 40 days really solidified it for all of us. I mean, we were probably by about day 38, we were all ready to go home and and just be home in our own space again. But it was, it was, it was a trip of a lifetime and one that will, none of us will ever forget. And I hope that my children, when they grow up will want to repeat with their own families.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. No, I think that, and I also love that you say that you guys allowed the video games and you allowed the DVDs. You know, I posted something um, a few months ago and I just said, Hey, do you have any recommendations for an outdoor projector? We're thinking about taking it camping sometime. And I got like, vlogged. It was crazy what people were saying to me, like, how could you, when you're camping, you can only be outside and you have to go take out all, taking all the sights. And why would you ever want to bring a projector? And I'm like, we do a lot of times want to take in all the sights and look at the stars and all the things, but also sometimes we want to watch a movie outside. And that's a different experience for us too. And like, let us have that choice. And so the fact that you gave your son that option and you said, you know what? I love that you're, you're asking for this, here's how we're going to meet in the middle. And then you had that experience, that unexpected experience. I mean, kudos to you as a parent for being open to that and and being able to say, hey, let's keep, you know, we don't have to just completely de- detach from everything. and And we can have some quote unquote normalcy and allow ourselves these little luxuries as well. It doesn't have to just I think that we, camping gets kind of a bad rep. This is where I'm going with it. I think that camping gets kind of a bad rep because it's like, oh my gosh, you just have to be dirty all the time. And you can't, you have to be outside all the time and I'm going to be cold and there's bugs and, you know, people just get like these ideas. And so they just don't go. And the fact that we can actually embrace some creature comforts and enjoy it and make memories together is so good. It's so, so good.
1: Yeah. I think the reality is what was the purpose of going? The purpose of going was to form good connections with our children, create um, memories that are going to last, last a lifetime, and um, to get out of the house. Those were the goals. The goals were not to learn how to cook over an open fire. That that was not a goal. Right. That never was a goal. That One of the goals was to see the countryside, places we'd never been. Um, so I mean, we have these kids that have grown up in the digital age, right? They've grown up with TV and video games and for them to go completely feels strange to them but also in so many ways, they actually surprised us and we're like, no, I, I don't need to play video games right now and that was really awesome too in and of itself, especially when it got to campsites and they would wanna get out and explore. That wasn't the first thing they were reaching for was the video games people reaching for them in the car ride, you know, as we're driving through the desert um, for 10 hours straight. Yeah, that felt boring. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> um, and I think you have to, you have to beat everybody where they're at and figure out what are your expectations for the trip. If your tri- ex- trip expectations are to go hardcore, well, then there's probably going to be some resistance because not everybody's going to be on that page. Um So I think, I think, especially when you have older children and teenagers, you kind of have to listen to what their, what their drawbacks are. You know, what's, that was a huge drawback for my son. He's like, I'm not going to be able to connect with my friends. And I was like, well, you're not really connecting with them anyways, because we're at home. He's like, but I do through video games. That's the only way I connect with my friends is through video games. And if you have a teenager, you know that social connection is everything to them. So we couldn't take that away from him. Um, and we didn't want to, we, we didn't want to, because we didn't want a disgruntled teenager for 40 days with us. Cause that's not fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, I love that you're bringing up the parts that are not fun because I know that as much as we like to think that everything's always rainbows and sunshine, it's not. And sometimes we're going to have difficult conversations. So I, as we've said, you're, you're a parenting coach and I was looking on your Facebook page and you have some really good tips. So I'm going to link to your Um, to your Facebook page and and Instagram and and, um, your business website as well. But I'd love for you to share a few lines or just even one line where when things start to go a little bit south and you can feel people are getting a little bit tense or tired or whatever it is, you have a few lines that you have said that are like, can kind of get us back, if that yeah. makes sense.
1: Yeah, so my favorite to use with young children, now this doesn't necessarily work with um, the teenagers because they'll they'll eat you alive with this comment, but <laughs> with the younger ones, um, you know, elementary age students in preschool and toddlers, I always say to them, because um, I spent many years teaching preschool, but I always say to them, I'm gonna stop you if you are hurting yourself, hurting others, or hurting our environment. A lot of people think our environment, oh, trees, plants, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, no, that's your home. Like, you're, wh- whatever environment you're in, if you're in the grocery store and they're knocking things off the shelves, I'm going to stop them because that's our environment we're in. If you're in the car and you're throwing shoes, I'm going to stop you because it's dangerous for the driver. But second of all, that's the environment we're in. We're not taking care of the things we have. But yes, then it also expands to... the actual nature um, part of environment and that always um, gets kids and so if I can see that they're out of line in some way I'll stop them and say hey remember I said I was going to stop you if you were hurting yourselves or others or um, or our environment and I can see right now that you're hurting your sister so I need to stop you. Let's do something different. Um, So that's always a great place to go to remind kids like oh you've crossed the line. Um, When it comes to working with yourself and children is if you start to feel yourself, um, that, that temperature start to, to rise within you. I always recommend to parents, um, to use the power of the pause. You have that power, right? You can take a deep breath and you can write yourself. Now, maybe you're not going to write yourself within one breath. Maybe it takes five to 10 breaths for you to calm down before you can respond. And that's okay. If you have a teenager, they're gonna find a way to kind of poke, you know, poke your buttons and, and, and really try to get you to, um, to react. But our job as parents is to respond in a thoughtful and emotionally controlled way so that we can model that for them. So if you take a breath or you can even say to them, you know what, I'm not ready to respond right now, just give me a minute. And I think that's a really important thing to teach our kids that in this instant gratification world, we don't have to shoot off an answer immediately. We can take a moment to think and gather our thoughts, gather our emotions and say, is this really my best self who's responding right now? Cause oh my gosh, ideally yes. we want our best self to respond, right? Cause we want to model that for our children.
0: Yes, that's so good. I, I love that the power of the pause and just say, I need to take a moment and then just sort of breathe through what you're feeling. I you can do that with all age groups too. Cause I know I, like I said, I have a three and a four year old and there are moments where I'm like, I need to just breathe because I don't like, I don't think what I'm going to say is going to be very good. (laughs) And that's not what I want to model, like you said. And so I love that. Just being able to take a step back and be like, it's okay just to, and then let them have that permission too. That's so good. So, so good.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think it's okay for you to even say to your three and four year old, mommy needs a minute, just a second. And you can walk away, maybe go in the kitchen and take a couple big be- big breaths, and then go back in and be like, okay, now this is what we're gonna do, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or um, and approach it that way.
0: Yeah, and sometimes when you're camping and you're in a small, you know, 35 foot RV, or we have a 26 foot travel trailer, whatever it is, it can be hard to find that space. And so being able to verbalize it and say, I need a moment. I'm just gonna step over here for a second, and I'm gonna come right back with a response or something like that. I think that that's so valuable to be able to, like I just said, like to be able to verbalize what you're feeling and how you're, how you're coping with everything that, you know, with some tension and then let it just the power of the pause. Like you just said, I love that so much. I think it's really helpful. You
1: you have the power, right? Like you hold the power on how you, if you want to react or you want to respond and reaction always gets an adverse reaction, right? Like it's always going to get a response of some sort and quite oftentimes this is gonna escalate the situation. So if you can respond, you're so much better for it. And you're gonna harvest those um, those connections that you're desperately trying to create with your children and especially your teenagers. Because when you react to them, it is detrimental to your to your relationship. And it it takes a little bit of healing after that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kristen, I have learned so much from you. I'm so appreciative that you came on the show. Tell us where we can find you and continue to soak up all this knowledge because I'm definitely already following you and I know others will want to also. I love it. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Kristen Schmoke Coaching. That's Kristen with two eyes and Schmoke with a S-C-H. I always like to say we put the fun in Schmoke, um, <laughs> in smoke, but with the, with the C-H. Um, so yeah, Kristen Schmoke Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And then I have a private Facebook group called the Parenting Village, where um, it's a group of supportive parents that kind of have gone along uh, farther on the trip and have parenting and are turning their hands around and helping those who are just starting off on their path with good suggestions, quick wins, and um, support for parents. Because this parenting gig is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, but it can be really beautiful and really fun. Um, but it also can feel really overwhelming and heavy and hard. And so when we have a, a supportive group of people together that can rally around us and offer constructive criticism and suggestions, we just feel that much more powerful.
0: Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. So good. Well, thank you so much for being on. I'm so appreciative of your time.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.